you have your Bibles for just a few moments, I'm not going to keep you long, but I want to take you to the book of Luke chapter 8, Luke the 8th chapter, and I want to... Uh, I want to read a couple of verses. Verse number 49, it picks up in the middle of a story uh, that I'm sure you're familiar with. A man by the name of Jairus who came to the Lord and uh, his daughter was sick and he persuaded the Lord to come and help him. And then in the process of all of that, I want you to notice what verse 49 said. And it says, While he yet spake these words, or while he yet spake to this woman who had the issue of blood, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. Verse 50 says, But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Now the same passage in Mark chapter 5, I just want to read um, Mark's Mark's take on the story and is recalling what happened there. But in verse number 36, or verse number 35, it says, And while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? And I love how Mark wrote, verse 36, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken. He saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight about the difference between what is and what could be. Amen. Everybody say that with me. The difference between what is And what could be, you may be seated. Sometimes life can seem impossible under our present circumstances. And the truth is tonight that present circumstances are what have so many people discouraged. The things that are going on right now. Everybody say right now. What's happening in your life tonight. The discouraging reality often of what is overwhelms us. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that tonight. Recently I was reading a business book and I came across something that the writer said that intrigued me. He was talking about fear and overcoming fear and how to rise above the things that try to stop you in your pursuit of excellence. But he made a statement in his writing that 
I thought was in, incredibly true and uh, incredibly amazing, and that was that no one, everybody say no one, no one has a positive inner voice. No one. Most often, the inner voice that speaks to us speaks anything but encouragement. He went on to say that your internal voice will never tell you that you're skinny enough. Or that you're pretty enough. Your inner voice, or though not just your inner voice, but the many voices of life that seem to be present around us at all times, they will never reinforce your life with a positive thought. Most often, they are going to give in to the inevitable or what seems to be the inevitable. Your inner or internal voices or the voices around you very rarely will ever tell you that you are a huge success, that you have done something good, that you're accomplishing great things. Those voices are the voices that we often hear in life rather tell us things like this. Who, who do you think you are anyway? Fear sees you and I as completely unqualified and incompetent for what is before us. And, and fear will tell us that we're not educated enough or we're not qualified enough to fulfill that role or do that thing. And if the voice of fear does not tell you that, then the voice of fear will tell you this, that you've come too late that you are a day late and you're a dollar short, that you should have started yesterday. If, if you'd done something about it earlier, things might have turned out different. But can I tell somebody here tonight that unless you are dead right now, it's not too late. Amen. It's never too late with God. Another fact that these voices of dissent in our life uh, will do is they will show up. They will show up when you do something that matters, when you do something of significance. That's when these internal fears begin to rise up. If you are content to stay on the side of the road and be blind all of your life, then they never seem to rise up. But if you ever lift your voice and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, immediately the Bible said those that were around him begin to quieten him down and say, you need to be quiet. You, you don't need to trouble him. You need to, you need to keep that to yourself. The first step you need to take on the road to recovery is to understand that sometimes those voices around you are not telling you the truth. They're not telling you the truth. Most of us tend to think that the voices that are around us are telling us the truth because we've heard them so long and we 
think that because we've heard them so long, they must be telling us the truth. We think that they are looking out for our best interest when the reality is they are not. And what I would like to do tonight for just a few moments is expose the fallacies of fear and show you and tell you that you are never going to get what you need from God by operating from a position of fear. That if you understand anything tonight, you need to understand this, that the best thing you can do to your fears is drag them into the light of God's Word and expose your fears to what this Word has to say about your life and your situation. You see, the truth is fear hates light, and lies hate light. They love the darkness because as long as you're in the darkness, you can't tell whether they're telling you the truth or not. But when you expose them to light, when you bring them into the presence of God and they begin to be revealed for what they are, you find out that fear is faulty and fear is not a basis upon which to build your life. This story of Jairus has always intrigued me and I, I never get tired of reading this story, I don't know, I guess because there's so many things about it that are, are that, that touch my life and touch your life. The, the, the whole situation, the critical problem, a, a sick daughter, there's nothing that is more touching than when we see our children suffering. And to know that here is a father who has been moved and touched by the situation of his child that pushes him out of his comfort zone. There's something about that story that speaks to me. And then you see the desperation of this father. He is a ruler of the synagogue. He has ever reason to be proud and reserved. But now he has thrown all of that away. And he, the Bible said that he came running to Jesus one translation said that he threw himself at his feet and literally wrapped his arms around the feet of Jesus and began to beg him, would you please come to my house? My daughter is grievously sick and you can make a difference. And, and then the, the, the response of Jesus, he doesn't say a word to him. He just turns and goes with him and on their way back to his house, there was an interruption, and that seems the way, the way life goes. There was this delay. There was this other woman. There was this other issue. And this woman who had a problem uh, like his that felt the same way he did, she come pressing her way through and, and touches him, and the Lord stops and ministers. And all of this time element is, is coming into play. The criticalness of the moment and all the things that, that must have been going through the mind of Jairus as he stood there on the side of the road waiting for the Lord to get through and come on, let's get on with this thing. And, and then to see coming down the road somebody he recognized, one of his own servants. And uh, I, I don't know, but 
kind of have the feeling that he knew ahead of time. He knew the news. And, and when the servant got there, the servant's response was, she's dead. It's over. What's driven you to this place, what's brought you to this moment, it's, she's gone. So why don't you just come on home? Why don't you just quit bothering him? Why don't you leave him alone and let's go home and let's just live with the reality of what is. She's gone. And it was in that moment, oh, I love this story, it was at that moment that Jesus sees that moment and he said, hold on a second. Wait just a minute. Hold on here. Let The moment between the servant telling him she's dead and why do you trouble the master and then that moment of reality that, that what is does not necessarily have to be what can be. And there in that moment, Jesus seized that moment and offered him an option. He, he offered him an alternative. You can go home and live with what is. Or you can go with me and let's find out what could be. Amen. You can live with what is. Your present reality And there are many things that confront us tonight that is a present reality. And it may scream at us in the night that nothing's going to change this and nothing's going to alter this and nothing will ever be different about this situation. But somebody here tonight needed to hear a word from the Lord and God sent this simple preacher to stand before you tonight and say, hold on. Before you give in to what is, would you stop and consider the fact that there is another possibility, there's another option out there, there's something else that can be said about your situation, that the present reality is not all there is to this. You see, faith interrupts and says that's not all there is to the story. I love it when faith interrupts our life. I I love it when we're going through all that we're going through and we're being wrestled down by what is and, and we're being depressed by what is and we're being overwhelmed by what is. I love it when faith steps in and says, Hold on a moment. Stop this parade. Stop this charade. Let me tell you that that is not all there is to this story. Amen. Jesus said that's not all there is to consider. They said she's dead, but Jesus said hold on. Amen. They said she's gone, but Jesus said fear not, believe only, and she shall live. Which are you going to believe? What is or what could be? You see tonight, I, I've come to, I've come to try to destroy this, this fallacy that is in so many people that faith is an escape. That all of this faith business that, that, that you and, uh, you hear preached about is in fact just a, an, an escape from reality. 
that it's an unwillingness to deal with what is. And I'm here to tell you tonight that faith is not an escape from reality. It is just a discovery that there is another reality. And that other reality is more important than what may seem to be the present reality. Just because you don't see an answer doesn't mean there's not an answer. Just because you don't know how it's going to work out doesn't mean it's not going to work out. Just because you don't know what to do doesn't mean that there's nothing that can be done. And so faith interrupts. Faith stops him and says, hold on. Jairus, you have a choice to make. You, you can leave me and go on home by yourself. You can go back to what is and you can learn to live with your loss and and grapple with all the things that come with that kind of loss, or you can stay with me and let's take this journey together. You know what I discovered about God a long time ago is this. I'd rather go with God and fail than to not go in God and succeed because I've really not succeeded in anything when God's not in it. And the reality is that when I go without Him, All that I have is what is. And what is isn't very pretty right now. What is is actually pretty depressing. It's it's discouraging. It's anything but uplifting. But when he's there, there is that possibility. Oh, there is that opportunity that what I see right now is not all there is to it. That there's another world, an invisible world, that's around us right now. Angels all over this building right now. Another spiritual dimension of life that we do not see. And we get so locked into what is and where we are right now. And what we're going through and what we're carrying and what we're having to deal with. And what we don't understand about life that we let it press us down when, when all of a sudden faith steps in, faith seizes the moment, said, hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa, wait, wait just a moment. I love what one translator said about the verse. He said, and the Lord overhearing but ignoring what he heard. Sometimes you just have to ignore what fear is trying to tell you. You have to ignore what discouragement is whispering in your ear that it's over, that it's finished, that it's done. You'll never change the situation. You'll never make it any better. It's not going. It's gone. It's, it's, it's over. And the reality is but God is still here. And if God's still here, anything can happen. As long as God is involved, anything can happen. You have to decide tonight whether you're going to live with what is or you're going to reach for what could be. Let faith interrupt your life tonight and let you understand that there's another option. That faith is not an escape from reality. It is just another altogether reality. And it is a reality. Aren't you thankful tonight that Jairus didn't live with what is? 
He didn't pack his bags and go home and say, well, this is my lot in life. This is what I, this is what I deserve. This is what those voices have been telling me all along. Aren't you thankful that he refused those voices and said, no, not today. Not today. I, I hear another voice calling me. I think I'm going to find out what faith can do. What could faith do for some of you tonight? Oh, my Lord, what it could do for you, for your, for your look, for your smile. What it could do for your joy tonight if you would just understand that God is still interested in what's going on in your life. And if you'll give God the option, God will always be better to you than you can even imagine. Amen. What is discourages what is. It frustrates us. What is? What is? What is? What is? It, it's just, a, it's just a, a mountain of problems. But what is a mountain to God? Amen. What is a problem to, to God? What is a sickness to God? What is a heartbreak to God? The heart maker can be the heart mender. Amen. The one who calm the troubled seas knows how to calm the troubled heart. He knows how to say the right words at the right time. Peace be still. He knows how to step into your situation and say, hold on, hold on just a moment. Hey, you, you can go home and live with what is. You can go home and be frustrated. You can go home and keep being angry. You can go home and be filled with bitterness or you can stay with me and let's see what can be. God, give us the eyes of faith that can see beyond the present moment and what is. And let us see what can be. Amen. Would you stand to your feet right now? God, I know you're in this building right now. Hallelujah. God, I know you're in this building right now. And there are people in this place tonight that are overwhelmed. They are overwhelmed. They're drowning in what is. What's going on right now in their life. The reality or what appears to be the reality of their life. It's more than they can bear, God. It's more than they know what to do with. The overwhelming circumstances, the overwhelming problems. The fears that come up in the night. The voices that speak to them and tell them they're never going to make it. They're never going to overcome. They're never going to get above it. They're never going to be better than that. They're always going to be caught in this dilemma. The reality is, Lord, that that there's an option, there's an opportunity for somebody tonight to interpret life through a different lens, a lens that that, that is inspired by faith in God, that we can look out through these eyes of flesh but not see flesh. We can look out through eyes of faith And see God. And see God doing great and mighty things. To see God 
working things out and bringing things together and, and healing the brokenness and restoring the wounded. Oh, God, right now, would you reach out your hand to this congregation, Lord? Oh, Lord.